again to the Real Collective Podcast. My name is Brendan McKeegan. With me, as always, is Sean Tasse. That's right, realcollective.ca. For all your real estate needs, the most cliche phrase in real estate. Arms crossed, three-quarter turn. Uh, <laughs> we got a great show lined up for you guys. Uh, before we get into it, if you are enjoying yourselves, if you've enjoyed the past ones, uh, the past episodes, give us a like, a sh- subscribe, a share, download us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, or or if you have your own individual needs or even just questions, we have our Calendly links below. They're down there. Calendly.com slash Brendan613 is mine, and I believe Sean's is uh, backslash Sean Tasse. Yes, sir. There we go. Sean, how are you, my friend? Oh, we're powering through. This is uh, the, the, the I guess, it's, I don't know, the second or the third week of school. Uh, and, you know, there's uh, viruses and illnesses floating around the house. So just, you know, making do with, you know, life on life's terms, as it were. It's, yep. uh, it's full. It's busy. I sound nasal. So there's a thing going on there. One of one of one of three was up last night vomiting. So good mm. times. Yeah, I was um, really worried. I don't even know if I've talked about this on the podcast yet. Uh, I did when I hosted Comic-Con at the beginning of the month. um, I had uh, an interview with Dave Foley from Kids in the Hall. And on Wednesday, he puts up an Instagram post, which was the day after I put up. Hey, I had a great time chatting with Dave Foley. What a nice guy. And uh, turns out he got COVID. Yeah. So I was really worried because I already had COVID once and it sucked. And then I, on Tuesday, felt a little tickle in my throat. Uh, turns out just a cold, but I took like four or five days of like two to three tests a day. Like for three days, it was three tests a day. And yeah. then I'm like, and when I mean three days, I mean like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. For those three days, I was going three, three a day just to make sure. And then Friday, and Saturday took a couple of tests, but luckily it's just a cult, which yeah. is uh, a rare thing. I'm like, I'm so happy. <laughs> I'm so happy. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> oh, it's nice to have a cold again. Yeah. Is it? Uh, yeah. Pick picture of health. Right. Um, I, I, yeah. That's the thing. It's like, we keep testing. It's, it's not COVID, but it's like, oh, well, you know, there's, there's vomiting in the house and there's stuffy face and there's you know congested throats and all that kind of stuff it's like okay well just all of the colds that we haven't had for the last two three years are like happening now so yeah kids are back to school good times exactly and everything is changing we got sicknesses going on we got colds coming back that are just regular colds and in changing the market is also changing and that brings us into what we're talking about today we have um, a bit of a shift, so to speak, going on in the market. Uh, homes are not going for the ridiculous uh, prices over asking that they were. There's not the crazy bidding wars so much anymore. Uh, I mean, maybe if you price your, you know, five bedroom home at two hundred thousand, then yeah, you're gonna get that. But uh, we're seeing less and less of that crazy seller's market that's going on. And so today we wanted to talk about managed expectations anyone who's ever watched mad tv lowered expectations uh but it's not lowered we're managing your expectations because the market is changing so if you are a seller or even if you're a buyer uh we've got some info that will hopefully help you out as you make your journey through to buying a home yeah well obviously 
you know, for the last two years, uh, we, we haven't had to really um, perform the skills that typical real estate agents uh, do, right? Uh, you put a house on the, you put a sign in the front lawn, you put the house on the market and essentially it sells itself, right? That's, that's, that's been the, the experience of the last two years. Um, and, you know, I think the importance of having realistic expectations in a shifting market uh, is going to make all the difference between selling your house for more money or for less. Uh, so, you know, if, if you're just looking at it from the perspective of a seller, uh, you know, it's completely counterintuitive, but picking the right listing price and actually listing your house for less means that it's going to sell faster and therefore for more money. And we've, we've, we've done studies uh, that, that look at this. The more time you spend on market, the less valuable the buyer perceives your house to be. Um, and so they'll give you a low ball offer. And so you might end up selling your house for less than you want to uh, by selling it quickly, but you'll actually sell it for more than you would if you had taken, you know, one or two or three months to sell it, which is, you know, a lot of the reasons why us as realtors wind up with this, oh, well, they just want to sell it fast and, and, you know, get get the sale done and move on to the next one. They don't want to get as much money for the house as 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 we do as the sellers. And that's always the thing that we bump up against when we're having this conversation. Um, but yeah, it's it's been... Um, it's been interesting, but you know, I, I I did. If you guys are watching these on a regular basis and you see the market update that we did, um, I think we're close to a trough by by the looks of things. The amount down that the average price of a property has has gone month over month reduced to the smallest number that it's been since March. So you know, we were seeing twenty five, twenty four, thirty, fifty six thousand dollars average price reduction month over month. But last month, so from you know uh, July to August, it was only ten thousand. So it'll be interesting to see the numbers that show up uh, in September. Um, you know, the rate change, of course, might have an effect on that. But um, yeah, having having realistic expectations when you're selling in this market is so key. And as a buyer, there's some great opportunities out there. Yeah, no, absolutely, there is, and that's kind of what we what you touched on there was. Uh, how the price drops were fifty thousand, and now they're ten thousand. I mean, that's how much it changes in a month. You know, people are still listing their homes as though it was May or June, and they're kind of finding out, oh man, we really got to drop the price on this if we want this sold. And so now they're coming around to it. So the price drop is about ten thousand, and so now I think you're going to get a little bit, like you said, leveled out. People are going to be priced accordingly. Maybe they price it extra low to generate multiple offers and make it busy so they can sell it in a week. Uh, and as a buyer, it's just about being prepared for that, uh, prepared for that scenario. One of the things you should be asking your realtor, um, if you're just sort of starting to browse the homes, uh, like maybe you get that first email of all the homes that are available, is asking how long the home's been on the market. How long it's been on the market? Has there been a price reduction? Um, was it listed and canceled? That's another big thing. Some people are get to the point where they list it at the high, the really high price, and then they cancel it entirely. And then they wait so that they can relist the home and it doesn't look like it's ever been on the market before. Yeah. Um, so asking those questions and just kind of doing a little bit more digging as opposed to, oh my God, a house. Let me get my briefcase of money 
and throw it out here, throw it at it right in the mailbox. Yeah, but like that's, yeah, I think there's a, a great opportunity for buyers to uh, pick something up, especially considering the number of people in the last two to three years who have said, I don't want to get into a bidding war. If you are one of those people, now is the time. I, uh, I'm i I'm looking at the stats right now and I'm looking at the, the real quick snapshot of the market. It's called a market watch. And looking over the past seven days, we've got 769 listings. We've got 350 sales. So, you know, before we were looking at, you know, for every listing, we have more than one sale. Uh, we have 410 price decreases, okay, which we never saw that sort of number before. And we've got 225 conditional sales. So, um, you know, that is that tells that tells you a really good mm. story, right? I mean, half the stuff that's listed for sale is sold. The other more than half is reducing their price, and there's a couple left that are that are doing conditional sales. But it, you know, it it paints the picture that we are coming into a little bit more inventory. The other piece that we track, of course, is when we do track inventory, we notice that month over month from July to August, then the amount of inventory actually went down where it would be going up and up and up and up every month. It didn't go up uh, in that same period. So in the last 60 days, um, you know, our, our, our team, our little, you know, collective, uh, we've sold 10 residential properties, not including, uh, you know, we had a lot that we sold as well, but we won't include that. <clears throat> we have a, a weird one. Um, and of those uh, 10 sales, um, you know, six of them I think were were listings. Four of them were were, were buys. The average list price to the average uh, sale price was one hundred and two percent. So we're sell we're still selling houses for a little bit more um, than 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 what they're worth uh, or than what they're listed for. And the average days on market was fifteen. Uh, in that same period, the Ottawa the entire Ottawa real estate board, um, the average list price to sale price was ninety eight percent. So on average, they're selling for 2% less than what they're listed for. On average, our little group is selling for 2% more than what we're listed for. Um, and the average days on market is 74 uh, in terms of how long it takes. So we're selling houses across, across the board. for Yeah, across the real estate board over the last 60 days. So we're selling houses, um, you know, five times faster uh, than, than average. Uh, and we're selling houses for 4% more uh, than, than the average house is selling, you know, list price to sale price ratio. Um, you know, and so the strategies have changed a little bit in terms of how we're listing properties. Um, you know, and it, it it's it's just different, right? Those numbers before at the height of the pandemic when things were going crazy, our average list price to sell price ratio, I think it was 118 or 120% of list price, right? We were selling houses for on average 100, 150, $200,000 more than what they were listed for. Well, those <laughs> ratios aren't the same anymore. Um, and it's great from a from a listing per, uh, perspective to you know list them at the right price. But then at the, from a buyer perspective, like I said, you get to buy price, places with with conditions, right? I think uh, in the second half, maybe we can get into talking about some of the specific deals that you and I have done over the last sixty days yeah. and what that's looked like. Because uh, you know, from a, an overall overall point of view, I think the expectation is. We're getting back to a little bit more of a 
a balanced playing field, uh, which is more traditional what you see in the real estate market. So shifting away from a you know ridiculous seller's market into more of a, a balanced market, I think we all get to breathe a little bit easier, uh, which is which is nice, especially in this in this industry. Yeah, absolutely. And as I kind of started in real estate, it was as it was kind of becoming more and more of a seller's market. And people thought those prices were ridiculous then. Um, I mean, I, I <laughs> the house that we paid for, we were like, oh my God, that's that's so much further. And it was a three-bedroom detached home in Barhaven with a garage and a big backyard. We ended up going from 350 to 375. And we're like, oh my God, there's no way. There's like, and we pushed our max budget to be able to do that at the time. And that was just I wasn't even a realtor then when we bought that house. I was in the process of it. Um, so that was all paid for with uh with obviously my wife's income, but obviously like my my stand-up comedy. So I was like, really hope this real estate pans out. <laughs> so 375 at the time was just like insurmountable uh you know like going that much further over asking and then it got more and more and more and more and more and now finally finally as someone who loves to help buyers find what they're looking for we have a little bit more leverage yeah yeah absolutely yeah so uh we'll talk about some of the deals that you and i have done in the second half of this uh we'll go into a little bit of details, both on the buying side and the selling side. So depending on where you're at, maybe it's both. Uh, it will give you some insight as to uh, what to expect. So in the meantime, we will hear from our sponsored uh, listing, Lowered Expectations. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> lowered Expectations. Ronnie, home seller, 584. Yeah, I thought my home was going to be 900000 even though it's a three-bedroom and it's dilapidated, but um, we price dropped it to eight hundred thousand, and now someone offered me six hundred thousand. So I think we're gonna maybe have to work with that one. Lowered expectations. Anyway, that's uh, yeah, yeah. Get get ready for for story time with Sean and Brendan. <laughs> yeah, gonna be fun. Yeah, uh, yeah. Stick around. Book an appointment with us in the Calendly links below. Like, subscribe, and share on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And we'll be right back after a word from our sponsor slash one of our listening videos. This episode of the Real Collective podcast is brought to you by Real Collective. Real Collective brings together best-in-class real estate agents and collective experts in the field to deliver the best possible service to our clients. We govern ourselves with honesty, open-mindedness, and compassion. With diverse skill sets, our agents are able to better serve a wide array of clients, including first-time buyers, first-time sellers, transferees, estate sales, investors, and rural, vacation, and luxury properties. Authenticity and transparency are pillars of our process, which allows us to put our clients at the center of everything we do. Our years of experience and knowledge allow us to deliver prestigious service and optimal results. If you are interested in buying or selling your home, contact us today at realcollective.ca. Welcome back to the RCP, everybody. Second half of the podcast. Again, like, subscribe, and share off the podcast, Spotify, YouTube, and book an appointment with us in the calendar links below. Second half 
we want to get into uh, what our experiences have been with uh, some of our clients without getting too far into specifics, but just to give you a general idea of what the market's like right now so that um, you're better prepared for when it's time for you to list slash buy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to start because I've got one that uh, that's, that's that, you know I, I'm using as a example as I'm talking to new sellers. Um, so originally we had a property uh, in the west end of town. It was a rural property, um, and when we first sat down, it was you know towards the end of the springtime. We said, hey, you know what? Based on the market, the way it's been going, it might be worth as much as nine. Uh, but if it continues on a downward trend, it might be worth closer to eight. And that's how big the swing is, right? Um, so we. We wanted to get it on uh, very quickly, um, and so we did, although I thought we should have waited until the fall, just because I expect the fall typically to be a little bit better. Uh, we got it on at the beginning of the summer, uh, and we put it up for, I think, eight eighty, dollars and we didn't get a lot of action. Uh, and so, you know, we got, I don't know, three or four showings. We had an open house. We had, you know, two or three people through. Um, and this is in, at a time where we were seeing some listings, if they were priced right, seeing, you know, 10 and 20 groups through, uh, you know, over, over the course of um, a week, right? So what we did is uh, we, we, we kept on it. We, we kept it at the same price. Uh, and then we sort of had a, you know, uh, conversation and said, well, you know, if we want to do this properly, we're going to have to reduce the price. And here's the price that, that, you know, I think will make sense. And we decided to, uh, you know, cancel and relist the property and all in the same day. That's the move. You don't do a price reduction, you do a cancel and relist. Uh, and we, we did that and put it to 800 uh, or 799. And we wound up with two offers uh, within the next three days after that. And those two competing offers ended up selling the house uh, firm uh, for 785. So big swing going from 880 down to 785 as a sale price. But there are still some neighbors on the street who are sitting at their same price and haven't sold. Uh, and so these guys are able to move on uh, to their to their next uh, um, stage of life. The the question that I have in my mind is if instead of starting at 880, if we would have started at 830, is there a chance that it might have been sold uh, in, in the middle of the summer for, you know, for example, 820 or even 800, which is more than the 785 that are ultimately sold for, right? And I think that's sort of the, the, the cautionary tale about listing too high in a market that's moving downwards. So that's sort of informing the conversations that we're having with our seller clients these days. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And uh, to the flip side of that, um, I had a buyer in a similar situation who we found a nice bungalow, uh, Ottawa West, um, like Bell's Corners, uh, beautiful bungalow, beautiful yard, really well kept, and this type of place would have gone for probably eight, eight fifty um before and we got it for a significantly less. And it was right after a fifty thousand dollar price drop. It was that day because it entered it entered into what her search criteria was. So she found out about it, let me know. We went and saw it, had an offer in that day. We then found out there was another offer in play that was there before us as we were writing ours. We submitted ours. <laughs> Pardon me. There it is again. Uh, we submitted our offer. And then uh, the realtor is like, 
yeah, the other people don't want to compete. Uh, so they're they're out. I'm like, well, they're not because they wrote an irrevocable on there, but okay. Uh, anyway, we got the home and uh, then ended up doing our inspection and it turns out the AC didn't work. So we just said, hey, listen, I'm going to ask for a $5,000 reduction. And I think that's a little bit more than fair because we kept our offer as it was, as we were thinking we were going into multiples, which was just asking price. Um, and so we ended up getting it for a little bit under asking price to compensate for a little bit of air conditioner, which, yes, I know, maybe it's not 5000 for an air conditioner for a bungalow, but just that. And then the price of like not being able to give what we wanted to on the initial offer uh, because we were in multiples, but then not in multiples. So to that, I think the thing to keep in mind as a buyer that when there is a significant price drop, that's the time. That's the time to act uh, because I think that's what a lot of people are waiting for is they're waiting they're waiting for a sale. Black Friday sort of style. You know, you're like, oh, no, I'm not going to buy that this week. I know next week it goes on sale. So as soon as it goes on sale, you don't want to be left without that one thing, which is a home. So I think uh, keeping keeping a good eye and still having that, uh, what I tell all my buyers is that SWAT team mentality of, Okay, wait, wait, go, 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 go. That's something to keep in mind for when there is a price drop on a home. It's just getting on there, getting in there quick, still being good about and smart about your offer and still being able to put in your conditions. Yeah. We had we had, uh, we had had uh, a few conditions in there. I won't name them, but we had enough that she was protected and it she was much more confident about putting in the offer because she doesn't. Again, she didn't like the idea of the bidding wars. So we got in there, got in there quick after a significant price drop for a home that would have been $150,000 to $200,000 more at the beginning of this year. Yeah, that's that's a that's a that's a real sniper purchase, you know, like the day yeah. it does the re- reduction, boom, you go and you go and jump on it. The and that's that's why it's so important for us to know what fair market value is for a property because there are still some like in this instance uh, I've got two instances both in Orleans both uh, townhouses one we were the seller another one we were the buyer where the house was listed below uh, fair market value and ended up selling for more than fair market value with multiple offers um, but when you know okay and you can prove like here's what it really is worth um, then then you can feel confident either paying more for it um, or, you know, selling for, for a higher amount. Uh, so firstly on the sale of the, of the uh, townhouse, we had, I think it was, I don't remember how many showings. It was like close to 50 showings uh, in a week. Uh, so it was a zoo and then we had 15 offers on it. Now we priced it crazy low. Um, you know, most people thought it was crazy low, but the reality is with 15 offers, we only saw uh, um, you know, a purchase price 10% above what it was listed for. So it wasn't too crazy low, right? Um, and it ended up selling for, you know, with like I say, with 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 15 offers, we sold it for as much as we possibly could. Uh, and then recently we did a purchase on a property. Uh, one of the other agents on the team did a purchase, Elliot did a purchase on a property, and it was listed at I think 575, and they ended up, you know, 
liking when this when the client was looking at the houses, they said, "Oh, well, we like this one the most." And they were looking at other houses that were, you know, for six forty and six fifty, but this one they liked the most, even though it was priced at five seventy five holding offers. So you could make an argument that, hey, well, if we like this one the most, it was priced at you know whatever it was priced at, but we like it more than some of these other six forty and six fifty houses that we're seeing. You can make an argument that it's worth more than you know, or or, or in and around six forty or six fifty. Well, they were actually even though they were in competition, they were actually able to buy it for 620. So, you know, knowing what fair market value is and knowing what value is to you as the client is super important. And even with that purchase, again, they bought uh, with conditions, right? That a condition of, uh, of, of home inspection went through a 20 year old townhouse, not too much wrong with it. Um, but then, you know, firmed up on it earlier this week, I think. Um, so, so, you know, there's still opportunities where houses are selling for more than what they're listed for. The real important thing is understanding, okay, well, what's fair market value? And if I'm buying, how can I ensure that I'm getting the best deal that I can? And if I'm selling, how can I ensure that I maximize? But we're not seeing those huge, you know, uh, um, $100,000 swings in multiple offers, right? A lot of buyers are scared, like you said, of multiple offers, not scared, but just they don't want to, they don't want to play the game, right? People yeah. are, are finished with the game. Um, so, you know, if we're seeing on average, like I say, it's, 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 it's anywhere up to about 10% list price to sell price ratio. Um, right. And the one that we did was, you know, listed at four, sold for 442. That one was listed at 575, sold for uh, 620. So it's about, you know, just shy of 10%. Um, so yeah, that, that's, that's what you should expect to see in terms of if you're competing for a house and it's very, you know, very well liked, or there's a lot of competition for it. So yeah, yeah. And that's uh, brings me a little bit into uh, a sale that I had, it was a stacked condo. And beginning of the year, the stacked condo market was insane. Probably the first half of the year, it was crazy because people could afford those over the homes. Uh, so first-time home buyers are really picking those up. Now it's <clears throat> tapered off a bit. Maybe people are sort of looking more at like bang for the buck and what they can get or what they want to take care of. So that stacked condo market isn't quite what it was. Uh, we listed a little higher than I would have liked to. Uh, that being said. I was still pretty confident that we could make something work, uh, but the market just changed so quickly, even in a week. From the time that we decided on the price to the time we got to market, yeah. it had changed. Yeah. Uh, and we had a pretty slow week the first time, had an open house. The open house was decent enough, but still no offers, no bites. So we had to have that realistic conversation uh, of doing a price drop. And the reason we did is because the day after we listed another stacked condo that had the same sort of layout, not nearly as many upgrades. Uh, it was like Builder Basic, and this ours had uh, pretty much everything updated, pretty much. But it was definitely worth more, but not for that sort of jump. And uh, Sean, you and I had a great conversation. You brought up the point of like, well, people, when they shop, they're looking it's like if you're buying a laptop and there's two laptops and it's the same laptop in two different stores but one store is like hey we're offering you a laptop case and microsoft office and whatever whatever you need uh you're either gonna buy that one 
or you're going to go back to the other one and say, hey, listen, they're selling it for this much with all of these things. We'll buy yours, but it's got to have to be cheaper because that's how people think. So no matter what, we had to have that talk and we had to have a price reduction. And uh, we did. It worked out for us. We had a good, a busier open house for the second week. We had a couple more showings than we did. Um, and at the end of the day, we still got an offer. Uh, it's conditionally sold. We had an offer that was um, maybe under asking and with conditions. But but at the end of the day, I have a seller right now who is uh, feeling a sense of relief uh when they're like oh thank god okay good all right so hopefully everything pans out there uh i've been reassured that it has so we just kind of have to cross our fingers that uh cross our fingers and toes that everything works out for that but that's that's what we're getting at now is just much more uh realistic pricing for your home and at the end of the day if you want your home sold quick especially if maybe you bought first because that was the hard thing before and now we're almost in that kind of limbo stage of what's the more difficult thing to do. Uh, it might be selling with a longer close. Uh, it's a case by case basis. And I think that depends on the type of home or condo that you're living in. Well, and it depends on, it depends on, um, you know, what the client wants, what the, what the level of risk tolerance is that they're willing to take. You know, I think with that particular scenario, the thing that, that really stands out to me about that is that, Yours is the only one that's sold. There's yeah. there's two others that are there and available for 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 sale that have not sold yet. So you're you're furthest along, and once you set that benchmark, it's going to have an effect on the other two that are for sale right now, where they might have to end up reducing their price to be able to do it. Um, you know, it brings me. It reminds me of of one uh, that we did. It's out of the sixty days ago, uh, but. Or maybe it's not. Um, we put it on the market and we sold it all while there was the house immediately beside it listed for sale that didn't sell. We were we priced ours at $299, thinking that we were hoping to get somewhere like $350 out of it. Um, and the other one was for sale for $370. And they we had challenges with 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 tenants in the property and, and not being in the best condition, but so did the neighbors, right? And so they were sitting on that same issue. Anyways, we ended up selling, I think, for three forty-three, and there was maybe two or three offers for it. And then the other people, the neighbors. So this is a great experience. The neighbors only sold after we sold, but then they sold for three hundred five. So oh. huge, huge gap. I mean, forty thousand dollars difference. Uh, you know, as the market's going down, you want to price ahead of the market, so price it a little bit lower to get a little bit more. That wasn't the story that I wanted to tell. The last story that I'll, that I will tell is, about, it wasn't on my list, but it, it, it reminded me of it. The last story that I do want to tell is about a listing that we had. Um, and when we first uh, started to look at it again, it was earlier in the season and we thought that it was fair market value in the range of about nine fifty or so. Uh, and since we, after we'd done that, the market came down by about $56,000 in that one month period. Uh, and so we put it up for eight fifty, uh, and, you know, said, Hey, no offers until such and such a date. And, you know, we had 20 people through between the open house and showings in the first week. And, um, 
didn't get it. Didn't we, we got one offer after offer date, but it was, the, the number was too low, right? It was, it was less than what we were listed for. Uh, and so we went on to phase two, right? Uh, the tried and two, true method that we've had the last two years of listing it lower gets a lot of people in, but buyers aren't willing to, uh, uh, not often, they're not willing to pay more for the house. Right. So we repositioned. Uh, we went to a higher price point. We had another open house reset, just the, you know, the opposite of what you did. Uh, we, we went up in price versus going down in price because we really thought, OK, well, you know what? Maybe we're not worth nine uh, uh, fifty anymore, but we've got to be worth close to nine. And so we got an offer uh, finally after about, uh, you know, a, a week or so. And these people showed up at the open house. OK, so the value of doing open houses is that, you know, you're going to have people who come through and they're going to be interested at the open house. Your buyer too uh, showed up at the open house, right? Um, so it's important to do all the different marketing that we do, of course. Um, but yeah, what happened was they submitted their offer, and we 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 wound up after going back and forth a couple of times. We wound up at I think it was eight ninety five, uh, and it was a little bit less than what we were paying for. But when I look back at what happened to the average price, hey, we thought we were nine fifty. The market went down by fifty six. We ended up selling for 55 less. It's right on par. And again, um, with with these folks, we wanted to sell their house first before they went and, and, and we're going to buy something because we wanted to know, okay, well, what do we have in the bank to be able to spend on this next property? Uh, and so it ended up working. Uh, I think the total days on market. Uh, so we had the first week was seven days, not wasted, but seven days gone. And then uh, I think we sold it about a week or two after that with with again, another seven days to fulfill conditions because there were conditions. Um, so, you know, ultimately I think they were satisfied that, Hey, the house is sold. And again, there are lots of other homes that continue to sit and the longer they sit, the worse they get. So that's why our average days on market being 15 uh, versus the average for the Ottawa real estate board being 74 is a super benefit to our clients. And you can see that reflected in the average sale price being higher, right? 102 uh, percent versus 98 percent. So there's 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 story time with Sean and Brendan. There we go. Um, so hopefully that helped. Uh, for anybody who is watching slash listening, uh, hopefully that kind of got the ball rolling for you. Of maybe what to uh, what to expect now uh, going forward. Maybe uh, probably probably let's be honest. It's probably going to taper out a little bit more. So hopefully that helps you out. Uh, if we didn't touch on something, put it in the comments below or book an appointment with us in our Calendly links. Also in the description. Um, Again, thank you guys so much for tuning in. We're going to wrap things up. Uh, like, subscribe, share on YouTube. Don't forget about Apple Podcasts and Spotify. You can download us there too if you want to listen in the car. But we're pretty handsome sometimes. So you can tune in on the YouTubes uh, and put it in the background. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I digress, guys. This has been a good one. Uh, I hope you guys learned something. I'm Brendan McKeegan. This is Sean Tasse. Until the next one, keep it real collective.